0: What do you get when the audacious and the therapist collide? A crash course in unpolished therapy. Rachel Silvercone and Dr. Boca aren't afraid to spin out of control, tackling all the tough talk. Their weekly sesh meets at the corner of Audacity and Advice, where their wheels and yours get turned upside down.
1: Hey guys, happy Wednesday. It's Rachel Silver Cohen and Dr. Boca DB. It's another episode of Unpolished Therapy. We have ditched the couch. We've grabbed the mics. We are breaking down all the wreckage. Hey, Dr. Boca, how are you? Good morning. Um, Good
2: morning. I'm so happy to be here today because I have a little surprise for you, but I'm not going to tell you what that surprise is yet because I'm going to let you talk like you always love to do. And then I'm going to like totally throw the surprise in for you surprises, surprises. I love
1: surprises. I know. And it's not even your birthday. Thank you. You don't have to like rush that one. (laughs) We just did that a couple months ago. Okay, I love surprises. I really was just going to tell you that I always have a lot of little shticks to tell you and things I want to kind of complain about. But I know. I don't, I don't know. I mean, maybe we should just jump right in. I mean, I guess the only thing I could tell you is that I was at the supermarket earlier today. What else is new, right? <laughs> like the 17th time this week. And of course, you know me, I was in like my normal paraphernalia of pajamas <laughs> and I ran into one of my friends, and it's like, morning time and she was dressed from head to toe, looking like she was going to the Met Gala. And I was blown away. I mean, she was a a stunner knockout. And I was like, where are you off to? And hand to God, it was like she was going nowhere. That's just (laughs) how she got up in the morning to like go to, you know, aisle four to get like paper towels. And I'm sitting there like, you've got to be kidding me because I haven't brushed my hair in two days and the makeup on my face is from Saturday night. Sometimes I wonder the difference between people who like they don't leave the house without a full face of makeup, they're dressed to the nines and they're going to yoga, right? Totally. Or right, or like me where sometimes it shoots me in the foot because as you know, and I guess a lot of our listeners now know that for the most part I'm in pajamas or I'm in sweats or workout clothes or whatnot. And then when I do kind of kick it up a notch and I go out, people are like, oh my God, (laughs) like I didn't even recognize you. Yeah, like who are you? You look amazing. Well, but it's such a backhanded compliment because I'm like, well, wait a second. So when you saw me at the supermarket in aisle seven, were you offended? Because I mean, I guess it's okay if you were, but I just can't wrap my head around people who like they're just every minute of every day, they're going to a black tie event. Because then when they go to the black tie event, they look exactly like they did at the deli counter.
2: Totally. You know me, I'm the most casual person in the world. So for me, getting dressed up is like an effort. So I look at these people and I'm just like, oh my God, I wish I had the time, energy and cared enough to do it because I'm impressed. But at the same time, then I feel like it's just not special when you actually do it. So sucks to be you when I dress up. It's like, and I post something on Facebook, it like blows up because people are like, I've never seen Dr. Boko look like that in my life. You look gorgeous. And like you said, it's a backhanded compliment because I must look like ass 24 seven, which by the way, I had a similar experience today. I went out for lunch and I'm sitting outside. I bumped into not one not two, not three, but four people I knew, which is like totally awful for me because I hate that experience. And everybody's complimenting me. I look so cute. I look so great. And then I got the greatest compliment in the world today. I walked into the restaurant and this older woman is walking out that I didn't know, thank God. And she says, do you feel as good as you look? Wow. And I was like, oh my God, I love you. And let me just explain something, Rage. I was literally in a ripped pair of high-rise jeans and a knotted tank top, okay? And when I say a knotted tank top, like a black-white beater, right? Like, I don't even think that's appropriate word to call it anymore, but that kind of tank top. Like, we're not talking, like, glitzy and schmitzy. It was, like, schlocky and, you know, like, not even pretty. So I have to say that I have to give props to somebody. And this is where your surprise comes in. Like, I can't believe that you so perfectly, like, segued into this. So I have to tell you this story because I always give props where props are due. My friend, my ride and die Susie, went to an event where this woman was speaking about styling clothes to your body. And she came home and she says to me, you're a so-and-so and and you have to go through your closet and you're only allowed to wear this, 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 and this and everything else must go. So me being the person that I am, I listened to Susie because she knows all. And I went into my closet and you should see me like an animal. I'm ripping things out of my closet and making piles. And I called her up and I'm like, wait, this is ridiculous. I said, I'm literally getting rid of my entire closet. Like, this is a lot of money. Like, how do I know if this is really true, not really true? So I said, can I have the number of the person you heard speak and invite her over to my house and let her weed through my, I don't know pile. So that's exactly what I did. And after having that evening with Susie and this woman, my entire style for the one day a decade that I get dressed up is so on point. And the outfit that
1: I wore today was inspired by her. I mean, this sounds fabulous. I'm scared if this woman ever met me, if she saw like my collection of pajamas, what would happen? But that being said, my question to you is, she was able to redefine your wardrobe from your existing wardrobe? Yes. So she was able to redefine and then told
2: me like, I need to show my waist or I need to wear something high rise to elongate my legs or I needed to wear pointy toes. So the eyes go down and away from my body. So that's where the eye takes you. I mean, she also said some pretty unfreaking believable stuff because apparently she's going to talk about this because I'm bringing her on here because I'm like so in love with her. She was talking about body types and everybody has a body type and you have to dress to your body type. God bless me or God blessed me with a body type that none of the rules apply to. I really don't have to ban anything. So thank God I called her because some of my clothes could go back into my closet. But you know what I'm supposed to be wearing? I have no idea. I look best naked. Well, this isn't a college podcast. Naked. I'm like, are you kidding me? I didn't even have to buy the clothes in my closet. Like clothing hurts my body type. So anyway, without further ado, I have to share the wealth of information. And I am just so excited to introduce you to my new stylist, Okay. Her name is Jody Daskal, and she graduated from the Fashion Institute, besides the fact she's fabulous, but she graduated from the Fashion Institute of Technology in New York City, where she worked for over 10 years in the fashion and design business. She then moved to, lovingly, Boca Raton, Florida, or the Delray area, which is one in the same, around 2019. And that's where she started her own interior designing and interior decorating, as well as fashion styling companies, which the two go very hand in hand, called Daskal Designs and Drape Your Shape. You know, Rachel, you have to appreciate Drape Your Shape because it's it has... It's a great tagline. Yeah. I
1: have to tell you, Drape Your Shape, I think we should trademark that. We'll have to talk to her about this. I mean, I knew you would love that. Anyway, so she decided
2: to run the two companies simultaneously, which was not an easy decision. But Jody felt that she had a voice and an expertise in both the interior just decorating as well as the fashion styling. So she now splits her time between both companies. As far as her interior design business, she prides herself on very specific aesthetics, which is based on a more character and vintage vibe. So not at all my house. However, I'm sure it's an amazing vibe. She has built a niche decorating company that was lacking in the Boca area. She does farmhouse, shabby chic, anthropology, beachy, mid-century, modern, and eclectic styles, and that's really what her sweet spot that she excels in. As far as fashion styling, Jody sees women's figures very similarly to how she sees a room, which is why they go so well hand in hand. She looks at what is the best way to highlight the figure while concealing what may not want to be highlighted. She is into body, positivity, first, which I love. She believes every single woman has something beautiful about their body, no matter their shape or size. And she strives to help women look and feel their best when they're finished working with her. She will explain how this all works and her service fees and how she's so flexible. She either works hourly or by the job and nothing's too big or small because like my job was like small when she saw like the fact that. I should be naked. It does make your job a little bit easier. So without further ado, we're going to post all about her social media and how you can reach her. And we'll say it later on. But without further ado, I want to introduce a phenomenal stylist. And now somebody that I'm going to call a friend, Jodi Daskell. Thank you so much, Jodi. Thank you.
3: I'm like sitting here laughing and, and in my Yiddish kebelling over the stuff that you're saying. So cute. Um, you do look best naked,
1: but... Dr. Boca, I feel like I wish I had a better heads up because... I did not dress for the occasion. And now I'm concerned that Jody may be like, Rachel, 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 we've got to talk about what's happening with you. So, no, I love
3: Rachel's glasses. I'm obsessed. I could tell that Rachel has sick style from that alone. All I see is your head and your glasses are like <laughs> insanely fashionable. So well, thank you. I can, <laughs>
1: Well, uh, thank God. I can assure you though, from the neck down, I'm like definitely unpolishedly pajama-y. I don't know if that's like a trend. Maybe we can, you know, see what the pants are. Own colors this season are on that. But anyway, Jody, so thank you for joining us. That was some intro that Dr. Boca gave. And Dr. Boca, I just want to tell you, I love when you light up and when you kind of find something that you've hit a bullseye on. It's so great that you want to share it with myself and of course, all of our listeners and whatnot. So Jody, thank you for joining us this morning and giving up some of your time. I know how busy you are. Let's jump in. I mean, so Dr. Boga did say that you graduated from FIT in New York, which is fabulous and terrific. But tell us a little bit more about you. Where did you grow up? Where were you raised?
3: So I grew up in Long Island and and the city, depending on which time of my life. I moved into the city at 18. I was there for 10 years and then moved to Boca in 2009. And I was married. I had two kids at the time. And then I had my third just as I moved. I was pregnant. So I have three kids two 17 year old twins and a 13 year old girl. And I got designs very soon after I moved here. But there was, you know, because I had three young children and I wanted to really get styling also. I never thought that people would be able to accept the fact that I could do both. And that was kind of a struggle for me. I'm like going to see that I can run both of these companies. And then I was like, you know what? I did it in New York. I'm doing it here. And so I did it. I went ahead and opened Draper Shape. And thank God I was successful in both. And I just split my time between both companies. So... It sounds
1: fantastic. And I can see if I look at it from like the broad scope that design in a home and clothing and fashion, I can see how there is a real kind of part and parcel overlap, right? You want to go into that a little
3: bit? Absolutely. And I'm glad you asked because again, I had a real struggle with people really understanding, but they are so, so similar. But I always feel like I need a second to explain it. You know, when I look at a room or I look at a space, I'm looking to see how the furniture, the scale of the furniture is going to fit in. And of course the style of the client, right? But it's the same thing when it comes to your body. I'm looking at the shape and the size of your body and how the clothing is going to work and flatter and work for that, your space, which is actually your figure, right? And then I'm going to use the client's style whatever that is, boho, you know, the classic, and I'm going to do the same thing. The way that I would dress the room is the same way I would dress a figure. I also put classics on the walls and the floors and all the expensive I, you know, really put on the walls and floors are big pieces of furniture. And then I accessorize with the inexpensive stuff. Same thing with someone's body, right? Great pair of pants you're going to get from Alice and Olivia, which, you know, Laurie and I are obsessed You know, which is $300, but she's going to have those forever and they're going to look fabulous on her. And then we're going to accessorize it, maybe something from Forever 21 and stuff like that. So I kind of use the same principles with both companies.
1: So I just have to ask a question. And I know Dr. Boke is chomping at the bit to jump in here, but I'm laughing to myself because I'm thinking, like, okay, you're going to decorate my living room and then you're going to come into my closet and you're going to help me out. I'm wondering over the course of your career, has there ever been a time where, like, you put up New drapes, or you reupholstered a couch, and then you took that extra fabric and like you draped it on someone's body, and it right. like a tube top.
3: <laughs> we like out of Gone with the Wind. Yeah, like just like just Wait. fabulous, like floral, like, whatever. Carol Burnett did when she wore the yes, the yes. Um, no, (laughs) haven't experienced that yet, but that's that's really fun.
1: I think when (laughs) you come to my house, we're going to do that. We're going to redecorate the living room and family room, and then we're going to use the extra fabric. And I want like, when I was in college, I used to be known for wearing like bandanas on my head and, you know, I wear hats a lot and whatnot. I think we're just going to get a little bit extra yardage of the fabric and you're going to drape me up. And then you know the joke, like, do the curtains match the drapes or whatever,
3: <laughs> right? Oh we do that
1: literally. <laughs>
3: have we gone there? I was we just going to say, have we gone
1: there? This is unpolished, so we're doing it all. We, we are staying all. true all right. to our
2: name here. We are, <laughs> Rach. You went down. I'm going to take the mic back for a second, okay. if you don't mind. Thank okay. you. So Jody, I have so many things that I want you to explain because I got so educated in the process. One of the things was, I mean, first, before I even go there, I want to ask who inspired
3: you? Like, how did this all start? And how are you inspired? So my mom is actually a fashion designer. So I would say my mom. But you know, it's really interesting. I thought back. When I was a child, I never really had any real inspirations like my mom's style. Definitely. She was the the woman you looked at when you walked into your room. She didn't necessarily have a big personality, but I definitely noticed that when she walked in and out of a room, everybody noticed her based on her wearing the art, which was her clothing. You know, that was definitely something I was inspired by. But it wasn't until Sex in the City and Carrie's wardrobe in particular. Oh. Yes, if you're looking at me, I know people think I look like Carrie. I personally don't think I look anything like SJ. Hair is very similar, but I love with Patricia Fields, and I like studied her, and I follow her to every TV show and movie that she does. She is my god, my everything. I think. Everything Patricia Fields does is perfection. And then later on in life, also Rachel Zoe. I thought when I was looking at and thinking about styling and opening up my own company, I felt that she also, like every bag she chose, jewelry she chose, and accessorized and length of dresses and all of that, she just nailed everything. So um, Rachel Zoe is another huge, huge inspiration for me as well. So those two I was...
1: I just want to throw in a little pro info here completely as an aside. Cause obviously Jody, we're just meeting now, but you'll get a kick out of the fact Rachel Zoe, who I refer to her as Rachel Rosenzweig because mm-hmm. we went to college together <laughs> oh, and she and Roger spent many, 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 many nights. In my apartment and oh, so on and true. so forth. So it's a small world. And I am inspired by the fact that she really has made such a wonderful career for herself. And I'll tell you, even in college, she she always had the fashion eye and she was always doing her thing, even way back in the early, early, early nineties. So she, it's just fun to kind of bring that world. That's her. so cool. She, <laughs> she was well, the wonder she's story. got a huge fan in me. I
3: absolutely adore her. I think I also have always followed her career, also.
1: I don't know that she would answer my email, (laughs) but I will tell you, and this is a true story. Years ago, over a decade ago, I, when I was married, I made a beautiful birthday party for my husband at the time for his 40th. And I was in this mode and this vibe of I, all I wanted to do was wear, and his birthday is in January and we were in Florida. And I had this image of wanting to wear a winter white pantsuit. Mm -hmm. Okay. And back then, I guess Rachel Zoe had had a new collection out, or so on and so forth, and she was very into the pantsuit. Look, she's all the way up here, and Dr. Book and I, you know, have three (laughs) listeners. so I knew she wouldn't reply to me, but Roger was always such a good friend too when I emailed him and I had said, Roger, you know, I it's Rachel Silver, college, yada yada, you remember me, so on and so forth, whatever. I'm dying for Rachel's white pants. Anyway, he was such a doll. He had gotten back to me. I never Aww. did get the suit. Feel I feel like the size kind of didn't work out, but just shout out to that. Yeah, that
2: oh. I did get a
1: reply.
3: Wait, Aww, so Rog
2: oh, um, so, so go Roger. So I just have to tell you, like I'm not a fashion icon by any means or know anything about fashion at all. But I actually really. know and love Sarah Jessica Parker, okay? And love her designer that has styled her all the years on Sex in the City. And I happen to also love Rachel Zoe. So I feel like very in the know right now and very <laughs> impressed. And to our listeners, when you see our social media posting of Jody. I want to hear from all of you how many of you guys think she looks like Sarah Jessica Parker in her, in the social media, because I think it is like one-to-one. She could totally pull it off. Anyways, you know what? I want to get right into the stuff that I found so fascinating. So this whole drape your shape, which I think is a brilliant tagline. That's where you educated me the most. I had no idea. And even in the conversations with my friend Susie, we were uncertain what my shape was at the time, which is why it became a little bit challenging to me. So I know that you've kind of broken it up in pretty simplistic ways for like the natural, normal person to understand, as well as some do's and don'ts for each of those body types. Would you mind walking us through that for our listeners? A hundred
3: percent. Okay. So your body shape is based on basically before, right after you get your period around that body. So it's before you get breast implants or before you have children. Once that happens, your body really has like stage two. So we're really just talking about figuring out what your basic body shape is. So I have little kind of cheat sheets that people want to take notes and kind of maybe, you know, figure out what their body shape is. So we can start with the apple shape. And so that shape is when you have average to large breasts, you have broad shoulders If you notice that you're someone that gets a lot of compliments on your legs, like you really have gorgeous legs, nice ankles, nice calves, gorgeous thighs, like this would also be somebody that would be an apple shape, but you carry your weight in your middle. It doesn't mean that you are heavy. And I think that that's a big misconception. It just means that you carry your weight in your stomach. You have narrow hips, a less defined waist, and your ratio from your bust waist to your hips is a four, four, three. So what does that mean, Jody? A
1: four four so, three.
3: Yeah. So it's like if you're hard because it's over, it's over Zoom, but if you're looking at somebody and their shoulders to their waist is gonna be about the same, they're gonna line up about the same and then they're gonna go in a little bit more because they're not gonna have a defined, defined hips, right? So that's kind of creating, if you can imagine in your head sort of that apple shape. Does that make sense? I think, yeah. And you know
1: what? I think I might be an apple.
3: I, and an I, apple course, could be very skinny. Uh, I, Angelina I, Jolie is an apple
1: and she's uh, very skinny. I think I'm an apple. I just want to ask you if I can be like a Fiji apple
3: instead of like a Macintosh. <laughs> you can be Macintosh. whatever apple you want, girl. <laughs> I want to be a Fiji. <laughs> I would like to be, if I was an apple, I'd like to be a Red Delicious, but to each their own, you know, whatever, okay. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. your bones. Okay. All right. Keep going. I'm pretty sure yes. i an apple, but keep going. Yeah. Cause okay. I mean, again, I mean, I get this all the time for people because they feel like this is the worst thing they would hate to be an apple. And it does not mean that you're heavy. You know, it just means that, Everybody's gonna be have gain their weight at a certain spot, or everybody is gonna have positive and negatives. Like if you're known for the most fabulous legs, I don't know, it doesn't sound so bad to me. You can yeah. actually naturally big boobs. I mean, winner, like hello. Fiji I mean, bubble. I'm telling you,
1: Fiji Apple, Fiji <laughs> I Apple. Really, right? That's <laughs> me. <laughs> Put it on your resume, right? Yes, you know Apple. what? I'm in the process of redoing my resume. Sales, superstar, presidents club. And by the way, I'm
3: an Apple. I'm a Fiji I love Apple. It. <laughs> and you have very skinny apples. You see, apples can be skinny. I'm trying to, I mean, Everyone thinks it means heavy. It does not mean you're heavy. So, But if you are trying to conceal, so here are some styling goals. So you want to choose heavy fab, um, fabrics that kind of graze over your stomach. Nothing that's going to cling, right? Because then it's going to accentuate the part of your body that you're trying to conceal, which is your stomach. If you have one, if you're super skinny, obviously you don't. But if you were to gain weight, it would be in your stomach. So that's where you would carry the weight and choose the heavier fabrics. So you want to flaunt your legs, flaunt your cleavage if you're comfortable doing that. Dark, solid fabric and all over patterns on top to conceal a larger belly. Now, people will think, wait, all over, you know, like a pattern. Yes, the pattern all over the top will actually end up concealing your stomach because you're not drawing the eye right to your stomach. If the um, pattern is going all over, it really ends up concealing your stomach, which is a really good thing for that. And then there are things that you can invest in. V-necks, right? To show off your cleavage. Rouge Look, M- Judy, oh, there you yeah. go. I'm, and I in see v-neck. Cool.
1: I'm in a V-neck. I'm in a V-neck, right? I'm telling you, I am the apple. I do. And, and you're
3: of a gorgeous body. So I want all those apples out there who give me a hard time to stop saying that it's not a gorgeous figure. Okay. it is. <laughs> and you're proof of it. All right. Okay. Keep going. I'm sorry to interrupt. No worries. So V-neck, ruched empire waist tops and dresses, short shorts, mini skirts, A-line dresses and tops, wrap dresses with flared bottoms, because that's going to help with your broader shoulders. That's going to end up balancing your top and bottom. Drop waist dresses with drawstrings. Tons of girls with apple shapes usually know this stuff. Any pant shape really works best, but skinny pants work the best for you guys, because you have gorgeous legs, wedges, blocked heels. None of those skinny little teeny tiny, you know, you want to have a bigger heel because it ends up again, balancing your shoulders. The bigger, the chunkier, like a cool moto boot, you know, even docs. I I'm a huge doc wearer. So of course that's in the top of my head. Those kind of things are going to end up balancing your top and bottom. So you're not just carrying all the weight on top, right? It's the same thing with design. I have a space. You have to balance your body as well. And that helps balance that as well. So I just want to put this out there. Rach,
2: what
1: size shoe are you? Just out of curiosity. No, well, here's the thing. And uh, the only thing I'm a little upset about right now is I thought I, maybe I have been doing all this right, not even recognizing or realizing that I was an apple. But if anyone knows anything about me when I'm not in pajamas, I wear high heels all the time. Like That's why nearly, I'm asking. That's my whole world. But now you're saying like little stilettos is probably not great for an apple. And I'm a stiletto chick.
3: So... You're really, really skinny, so I, you know, again, like we all have to bend a little bit of those. This is probably for someone who may be carrying a little bit more weight. I'm sure you can get away with a little bit more than the average apple can get away with. But if you are, let's say, the average apple, it's better to wear more of those platform or the, you know, the thicker heels, not the skinny little ones, because you want to be able to carry more weight on your shoe, and shoes are a huge, 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 huge part of your outfit and also balancing all of the weight. And people completely forget it. They pay attention to their whole outfit and they forget their shoes and apples carry their weight up here. And if they don't put more weight towards the shoe and they just do it, you'll look more like a lollipop, right? You'll be round up here and then skinny on the stick, right? But in order to balance that, you have to add some weight towards the bottom as well. Does that make sense? So basically what
2: she's saying, right? is I want all your shoes. Just because I can wear anything,
1: and I'm gonna take all your shoes. Sorry. Okay, well, and I, okay, and I was just gonna say, like you said, most people like don't realize how important shoes are. Hello, She's I down. realize how important shoes are. <laughs> it's the most important thing to me besides my children and and your purses. And my bags, which I don't have a lot of great bags, but shoes, yes, I do. Oh, and Dr. Cool. Bogle will have to barter it out a little bit. We'll talk. Totally we'll talk can. after the totally podcast. Can. Okay, but isn't oh, this fascinating? Keep going, Jody. I know yeah, I'm So let's now. talk about the other <laughs> shape. I can't imagine everyone out there is an apple. So what this, other no. shapes
3: do we have? No, so, but a lot of people are apples. The next one I've read is the most popular shape. I don't know. I mean, I might be wrong, but that's what I've read, which is the pear. So, I actually want to say for the apple shape. So, in case you are, you want to kind of follow celebrities that you can relate to, Drew Barrymore, Liv Tyler, and Angelina Jolie are all apple shapes. So, Drew is more, I'd say, of the average one. And then, you know, Liv maybe a little bit thinner. And then Angelina's uh, freaking bone. But, you know, just to give you an idea of different people who are apple shapes, and maybe you can follow their style and get some inspiration. So now for the pear shape, we have J-Lo, Khloe Kardashian, Beyonce. These women are all pear shapes, right? What are they known for? Their are <laughs> This is the shape of the booty. <laughs> you have small to medium breasts, wider hips, defined waist. And I said medium to large booty. You carry your weight in your legs and your hips. Usually you have a flat stomach and your ratio from your bust to your waist. To your hips is a three, two, four. So you are a little bit more um, narrow at your shoulders than you are to your hips, which is what doesn't make you an hourglass, which we'll get to later. You know, hourglasses are even on those two. Right. A three, two, four. So, styling goals create balance with your shoulders and hips. So, you always want to flaunt your waist and choose heavier fabrics on your lower half. So, you also, because your top half is a little bit more narrow than your bottom, you want to wear like puff sleeves Uh, or bigger tops that, yeah, like, right, like a little bit more volume at your shoulder to balance out your wider hip. But other than that, I mean, and you really want to concentrate on showing off your waist. Now is the time for you. This is the era for this body. This is no longer the stick figure. This is the Kardashians on steroids. <laughs>
2: yeah. And I was just thinking, I'm thinking, oh my God, every shirt out there right now has the big shoulders help me just get this so can anybody they are like you keep saying like you want to show a waist you want to show a waist like can anybody wear like are we supposed to show our waist like I'm in my late 40s like are we supposed like should I be showing my belly should I not be showing my belly should I have like is that like do we need to see all the hanging skin like what are we supposed (laughs) to be doing with
3: that to show the waist I don't understand so no you definitely don't need to show skin But you want to wear things that flaunt your waist. So just by tucking in your shirt, or like we were talking about for you, nodding your shirt, you don't have to show a drop of skin. I mean, some people have crepey skin or wrinkled skin. Not You don't have to actually show your skin, but you want to show the outline of your figure. By not doing that properly, you make yourself look so much heavier than you are. And you also age yourself tremendously. And we can get to, if we have time at the end, really just little tips and tricks on making you look more, not just age appropriate, but also like a little bit younger looking without looking slutty or inappropriate. <laughs> Jody,
1: back to Dr. Boca though, when you did her revamp. What shape is Dr. Boka? She is the rectangle. And when we get to
3: the rectangle, I will go over exactly what we talked about because I think that she'll be a great example of that body shape. Whatever Dr. Boca wants to talk about and get into what we spoke about. Just that I want to be naked all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth. That body shape looks best without clothes. I am not to
1: say. I'll tell you, when I first moved down to Miami, I used to hang around down on South Beach at Dave Barton's gym. And his tag, line, okay, which I was fascinated with was look better naked, which there is such a go. great tagline because who looks better naked? Not, Not many me. people. So it's a great tagline for a gym. But Dr. Boka, maybe you know, you can hang on your shingle, right? <laughs> that like you're a great psychologist, but you also happen to like look better naked. She'll have a line of men, like I also, I need a lot of
3: therapy. I need
1: <laughs> which I have to just tell you this definitely 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 is the right time then to just kind of throw out the disclaimers these are all our opinions and we're playing around and while Jody certainly is an expert in her field of fashion and interior design Dr. Boca and I are here just to break down the wreckage that today is all things fashion and what shape you are but We want to protect Dr. Boca's license, so please recognize that this is not real therapy. Should you need real therapy, should you have any mental health issues or things of that nature, please contact her directly, privately in a direct message or your own healthcare provider. So that being said, let's get back to
3: the different shapes of our body. Okay, where are we at, Joni? Yeah, so we're at the pear shape. And so again, just styling goals, create balance between your shoulders and your hips. And so what are you clothing will you invest in? One is going to be a belt, right? Because you want to flaunt your waist. So when you're, again, not showing actual skin, but wearing skirts with a belt or a dress, just putting a little belt around it, highlighting the fact that you have a waist, because especially as we age, very few people really end up holding on to that. If you have it, flaunt it. I, I mean, there's a saying my friend Emily once said to me, don't waste the waist. And I'm like, it's brilliant. It's
1: just brilliant. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I left my waist in San
3: Francisco. I love that one too. <laughs> So ruffle, embellishment, puff sleeves, all of that on your shoulders to give a little bit more volume so that it doesn't seem like your hips are so much wider than your Mm -hmm. shoulders. Right? You want to give balance, high-waisted, dark, structured pants, pants that have a heaviness to them. The fabrics that you choose are so, so important also. So if you're trying to conceal something, and this is for every shape, you want to choose heavier fabrics. If you're trying to Mm -hmm. flaunt something like, for me, I'm an hourglass, I want to show my waist. I'm going to choose lighter fabrics, right? Because if I choose heavy fabrics, you're never going to see it, right? Because it's going to be heavy and it's going to conceal it. So heavy to conceal, light to flaunt, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Mm
2: -hmm. So wait, Um, you just said that you're an hourglass. Can
3: you tell us a little bit about that one? Oh, yeah. We can go to hourglass. I don't have my little cheat sheet here, but I actually know it by heart. (laughs) So, the difference between a pair and an hourglass is that the hourglass is going to have their ratio is a four to four, right? So, the pair was a three to four, meaning their shoulders are a little bit more narrow. Right. Yep. Anyone who has natural breasts, so it's either going to be an apple shape or an hourglass. So the only two shape that have naturally very large breasts. So if you see people, you know, these young girls with these, you're trying to figure out maybe your teenage daughter, they have large breasts or so they're going to be an apple or an hourglass. And I think it's important to also help teenagers dress. So this might be a good way to kind of hone in if you have a teenage daughter and start figuring out what their body shapes are. You have wide hips, defined waist and broad shoulders. So again, there's three shapes that have broad shoulders, hourglass apple and we'll get to the inverted triangle. So also broad shoulders is another thing, flat stomach. Usually you carry your weight in your hips and your thighs and your ratio again is a four to four. So for the hourglass, it's all about the waist. If I didn't show my waist, I would look 15 pounds heavier. And I think I showed this to Lori when I was styling her. Of course, I break my own rules all the time. Who doesn't? I was wearing a huge sweater. <laughs> she could see the majority of my body. She probably thought I was 165 pounds when I walked into her house. But I was styling her and I wanted to move. And I don't feel like showing my waist every 10 seconds. But without doing that, I look much, much, much larger. So for mm-hmm. the hourglasses as well, it's another very popular shape. You really, really have to work on really, really showing the waist, and you know, choosing lighter fabrics around there and crop tops. Now they don't have to be crop tops. To, you don't have to show your skin, but wearing a top that hits right at the top of your pants. You know, tucking your shirts in, high-waisted pants, high-waisted skirts. These are things that the hourglass should definitely be focusing on. I'm happy you said, Jody, that you break your own
0: rules
1: because I know that this is second nature to you. This is your craft. This is your passion. This is what you've built a career after. And someone like Dr. Boke and myself, which I guess, you know, I joke that I'm in pajamas a lot and so on and so forth, but I would like to think I have some type of fashion sense and I love to kind of turn up the knob when appropriate. But as you're talking, I'm like, oh my God, I don't even know if the clothes I have Look, I was able to tell immediately what shape I was based on what you just said. But now I kind of, and where I'm sitting, I can see the vantage point into both (laughs) of my closets. And... I kind of do have a really beautifully packed closet full of gorgeous things. And I really have no idea now, am I breaking the rules? Am I not breaking the rules? So I'm happy to hear you say that, like, no matter how on trend a person may be, A, it's okay to break the rules. And I'm wondering, B, how many of your clients or people in your world, contemporaries, friends, peers, whatever, don't even know that they're breaking the rules. So it's interesting, I'll use
3: uh, Dr. Boca as my example. So we'll get to the rectangle shape and that is what Dr. Boca is. And she was pulling all of these different shirts and all these shirts did nothing for her. She was showing me, you know, it was a lot. I felt like it was a lot of shirts. You remember that? Yeah, I have a lot of shirts. A lot of shirts. Yeah. And you didn't break so many of the pants rules. I, or okay, let me start off with I don't know how many people know your body, but it is insane. And I'm not just saying that because I know you. It was one of the easiest people to style. And that's the thing about rectangles, usually they do look better naked. And every rectangle I know, my two best friends happen to be. I don't know what it is. <laughs> like clothing just takes away from their figures. I swear. Thank but you. You were showing me clothes that had a lot of fabric and yes. a lot, and you're this teeny tiny person and less is more for that shape. So yeah, I think that so many people break their own rules without knowing it, right? Because what are you focused on? You want to look trendy and you want to look cool and you want to look like stylish, but the real key is, and what I think I want people to come away from, that every trend is not for everybody. And, you know, like in terms of everybody and every body there are things I can't wear that, I mean, I do, but I should, I mean, I know going out the door that this does not flatter me, like something that's like an A-line cute dress that would look sick on an apple shape. But, and I love these kind of like baby doll dresses. I look terrific in them. My, I'm covering the smallest part of me I'm covering and, and my boobs make me look bigger, right? Cause it's pushing out, but I want to wear it. So I'm going to wear it. I'm not saying pull out everything in your closet don't wear anything that makes you feel good but like I think it's important to really learn for the most part at least like 80% of the time dressing for your body shape it doesn't mean you can't break the rules but not also remember that not every trend is for everybody and some things are just not going to flatter you. What celebrities like Dr. Boca are rectangles So pink is a great example and one of the reasons I thought about pink was that you know she has a lot of muscle tone. So I yes. think this is another shape that people really have to remember. There's two shapes left. We have the rectangle and the inverted triangle. Those two shapes, if you're someone that goes to the gym and you build muscle easily, or if you have a daughter, if you're trying to think about what's your child and you're looking at your daughter, you're like, God, she's building muscle tone so easily. It's crazy. She doesn't even go to the gym. This shape builds muscle very, very easily. So okay. if you look at pink, right? She's all toned. So she's an totally. example. She goes straight up and down. She doesn't gain weight one place more than the other. Not that I don't even know if pink's ever been heavy. Rectangles, I mm-hmm. feel like it's very hard to find a heavy rectangle like I really could never think of anyone I know who's like carries they seem to always be more slim I don't know it's something about it's like a very athletic build Cameron Diaz and Gwyneth Paltrow are the other two that are examples yeah I'm in good company it's a a sick body shape I mean it's the one that like the only if I'm and I'm putting this in quotes and no one can see (laughs) the negative quote unquote is that you don't have a defined waist, so like that's the only thing. So it's such an easy thing to fix. Create, you, know? you can create one, like you I did today. and you can you know? hide it. You can wear a bigger, you know, a little bit of a baggier top, you know. But like the whole thing about the rectangle is make sure you pick lighter, less materials, less fabrics. Less is more for that body shape. You know, your body is the star. Where the other ones. They're going to have to conceal here or there or maybe play a little bit more with balance. There's really no real issue with that body. You know what I'm saying? Your body is the star. So the less you, I'm not saying go around slutting around and, you know, walk around in a bathing suit everywhere you go, but like really be thoughtful about how much material you're putting on your body because you want to think of much more lighter materials, if that makes sense. I see. Does that make sense? That makes sense a lot.
2: And it makes sense. So
3: I have a quick question.
2: Can you talk about the inverted triangle? Because Susie and I were going back and forth. Like, I feel like I have broad shoulders and you looked at me, you're like, yeah, you're a freaking rectangle. You're not an inverted triangle. So can you talk about that one also? And then, uh, yeah. And I want yes. to ask another
3: question. So the inverted triangle, that would be Charlize Theron, Cindy Crawford, Renee Zellweger. You are not that body shape. It's a bit more extreme than you are, I would say, like extreme in terms of their shoulders go, their like ratio is going to be a four three two. That's just not how your body reads at all. They have small to medium breasts, athletic build again, mm-hmm. broad shoulders, a waist, but not a super defined waist. Lean arms and legs, narrow hips, and again, it was a four, three, two. You know, you really want to minimize on the top, so a lot of bandos, not, like kind of the opposite of what a pear shape, where you want to create volume at your shoulders. You want zero volume at your shoulders because your shoulders are your largest part, and you don't really have hips. And you want to do like ruffled skirts, oh. a skirts, round skirts, like that's going to build the volume around your hips, and that's going to give you the illusion to the eye. Of more of that hourglass shape, which is really where the balance we're trying to balance most of these shapes into.
1: Jody, let me ask you a question. So I'd love to do like a little rapid fire. Like if I name a celebrity, you tell me what body shape. Do you think oh,
3: that you're God. up for that challenge? We don't have to do a lot, but I'm just curious. Yeah. I just have to think about their bodies and like make sure. Cause like in my head, I have to really like take a minute and think, okay, like, you know, okay, but you know what? I know what I'm going to do. As you say, and I'm going to look at their body. I'm ready for it. Right. Well, I mean, I'm not
1: going to name like some rogue actor that you're like, who the hell is that? <laughs> I but, won't like, know so, them. So we'll know what we're saying. Look, in our generation, our fashion icon to our point earlier, like SJP, Sarah Jessica Parker, who wears clothes she could wear, you know, a towel and we'd all want to like rock her look and no one could pull it off the way she does. So what shape is she? She
3: is an hourglass. She's what you call a narrow hourglass. So huh. if you know right. So I am what is the more typical hourglass, which is a wider hourglass you think of me you think of a kim kardashian without the the butt i don't know how her butt is but you know hourglasses don't have butts like that but you think of marilyn monroe that kind of that's more of a wider she is the narrow hourglass she has the most unbelievable figure because she can literally wear anything and she's like skinny like a model because hourglasses usually aren't so skinny like that but she's in very narrow hourglass they do exist i have a friend that does that has the same figure
1: and let's just go to the other extreme. And I know we have so much more to go with you. So I just went from right. one extreme to the other. But someone who I think is absolutely a stunner and a bigger set woman, but has now been able to wear clothes so beautifully and is a fashion icon within the realm of, that's not even her craft, someone like Adele. Oh, I was
3: just thinking that.
2: Yeah, Adele is also
3: hourglass. Really? Interesting. Yeah, so so look at Adele. She has the nipped in waist. She has the hips. So the shoulder is their balance. And then her tiniest part. If you look at Adele, she always dresses properly. You will never see her without
2: showing that waist off so I have a question using your little rules and your little tricks of the trade I'm thinking to myself okay so you're saying that the two athletic builds are either inverted triangle or rectangle and I'm thinking who's the most athletic built person of our generation and it was Madonna so she has to be one of those two which would she be? Oh I think she's a rectangle yeah, I don't okay. think I that Madonna that, I think yeah. you and Madonna
3: have very similar figures if I look at you and look at her I would think they're extremely similar right you don't see her shoulders looking any bigger than her hips she just goes more she's up. like yeah. more straight yeah, yeah okay. but she knows always had to dress her figure right so like there's so many people out there you look at celebrities like oh they must be an hourglass they're not an hourglass they're just faking it they know they have stylists that know how to dress them to make it that they don't have but if you look at them in a bikini she has beautiful muscle tone you know yeah now in her 60s it's incredible
1: it is jody what about like the fashion faux pas and fails obviously we're talking about celebrities and we're just regular people but it does beg the question when you look at like the you know worst dress list or whatnot like what were those stylists thinking were they napping that day were they on a vacation that day did they just not get it right some of these celebrities like i know that part of it is like the shock value they mm-hmm. want to take these big risks i know there's a whole thing in the media now with the kanye and whoever his little little girlfriend is and they're making such an example of like these fashion trends and it's as you said before it's art Mm -hmm. and so on and so forth so even the mistakes that some of these stylists or celebrities make relative
3: to fashion what are your thoughts on that? You know, I think that it's doing them such a disservice. The first thing I do, no matter what, is choose things that work for someone's body type. And I think that by not doing that, who is the star of the show underneath the clothing? It's you, right? And listen, I love high fashion. Don't get me wrong. I think it's fun. I think it's great. But I do think you have to be so, so, so careful with these over-the-top looks. If they're, you know, very few people can carry them off. The everyday woman should not be looking at these kind of ridiculous you know, over the top outfits that they're picking for their clients. I don't think they're doing them any favors. Mm -hmm. First, you have to choose what's going to highlight, what fabrics are going to highlight them in the best way, what silhouette is going to highlight them in the best way. And then the rest you can kind of play with and play up a little bit, but never, ever, ever take away from the woman's figure or making them look as beautiful as they can look, especially as we age. You know, you have to be less is more classic, those kind of things. And just let the woman shine. I feel like sometimes I look at these outfits and I'm like, what the hell were they thinking? It's It's just so over the top. It doesn't even You can't even relate to it, you know? It's kind of, it blows
2: my mind. I'm glad I'm not alone with that because sometimes I'm just like, wait, what? So I appreciate you saying that. And I appreciate, and what I love about you, Jody, is the the body positivity. As a psychologist, I think that is such a crucial component of our youth and our woman's sense of self. And I think if we look at how many of my patients have walked into my door, it all stems back to low self-esteem and poor body image and finding fault and body dysmorphia, which leads to so many other things. So the fact that what I'm hearing you say is I take everybody, every, every body, right? And then everybody, you take every body and you find what the strength of that body is and you highlight it and you celebrate it and you make everything else kind of work around it, which I just think is so, so beautiful. So the next question that I have, I actually have two, they're totally in different directions and I'll let you answer whichever one first is, Are there like yays and nays that like people can just like never, no matter what body type you are, wear this or everybody should have X, Y, and Z in their closet because it works on all of them. And then is all of this, because we have listeners who are men, right? Is all of this transferable to men? Like, do they
3: have body types? So I'll go to the men first. The men do have body types. There are, I think, five or six of them. They just kind of don't have the pear and the hourglass because they don't have defined waist. But there are other shapes also, like there's the trapezoid. I just don't work. I actually just, I don't work with men. I've always studied women. My mom was a fashion designer for women. I grew up, it was always about women, but there are male body shapes. And I do think men should study up on it. Yeah. And they should figure out what their shape is before they go shopping and, and also do the same, you know, kind of research that a woman would.
1: Let me guess. So the men, so you said there's a trapezoid. So I'm guessing maybe there's also like a parallelogram <laughs> and there's like a big fat tire. <laughs> I think tire is one, but they, don't
3: call it right? they They came up with a euphemism for that one. Right. <laughs> Right. Can yeah, you can imagine really you're like i'm the tire shape like that's really bad <laughs> right right <laughs> or apple doesn't seem so bad when you pull no right not at right. all so on the other point what should you definitely own i think that an a-line skirt for every body shape works for, and i'm not going to go into the millions of reasons because i don't want to bore everyone but you don't have an a-line skirt or maybe you don't even know what that is it kind of starts out you know, at the top, you know, like the point of an A and then it just goes out like that. So it kind of grazes over your hip. That really works for everybody for a bunch of different reasons, but I'm not, again, bore everybody why, but really if you don't have a great A-line skirt, black one in your closet. Definitely buy one of those. I also think a really good, and people really follow the trends on high-waisted and low-waisted. I think it is so important, especially as we age, that women go higher-waisted. It really pulls you in if the fabric is heavy, And it also makes you look longer. People who wear low waisted, it cuts you off. And you have to be so careful. So what
2: I found so interesting in our discussion was how many times myself and my friend who was here were putting things on what we thought was our waist. And you kept literally giving me a wedgie by bringing up the clothes, the pants on me. And I, you were like, this is where your waist is. I don't know if you can do this, you know, through a podcast, but is there a way that you can describe how somebody can find their true waist? Because I think we all miss that part. Yes. Yeah,
3: so your natural waist, and I'm just word. showing you too, because I can actually see you, but it's going to be the distance. I mean, listen, this is every single person's body is different, right? I'm giving a very, you know, overall general but I would say it's gonna be the halfway point between the lowest part of your boobs and then your the top of your belly button. The halfway between both of those, that's where your natural waist should be. You know, that's really for some, let's say it's a rectangle because you don't have that indentation. Other shape and also Apple also can use that same guideline. Anybody of the other shapes all have the indentation, the smallest part of your body, where it goes in, like that's creates sort of that C curve. That's where your natural waist is. That's where all of your pants should be lying. It makes your legs look longer. It makes your entire body look balanced. And you know what, Laura, you brought up something to me when we were together and I had put a skirt on you and you said to me, oh my God, I can't wear the skirt. It's, it's too short. I'm in my forties. And you know what? this is what I have to say. I'm all about dressing for your age and all the rules and all of that and cleavage. And, and I have rules and all of that. But when it comes to mini skirts, I can't follow that rule of age is because it throws off your body proportions. So remember I pulled up that skirt yes. and you were like horrified, yes. Yes. But, it made, but it balanced your whole body out. And it the did. minute I pulled it lower, even an inch closer to your knee, your whole body proportion looked shorter. So You know, it's a very tricky thing I felt like with the mini situation, but I feel like if you threw on a blazer and, uh, you know, you throw on a, you know, a looser top and you wear a mini skirt, your body is still in proportion. You still look age appropriate. You look, I thought like fire. You look so cool and your body was on point. And I felt like you, yes, you can walk out of the house. Even though your skirt was maybe a little bit shorter, but where it falls again, goes to and I think that that's a big thing that women need to look for as well. So what
2: I hear from you is it really is all about proportion. It's really about trying to balance out the body for all the areas that stick out. You want to make the other ones stick out equally as far. And for all the ones that stick in, you want to enhance it so that it gets to the furthest one out there. So I think that's like the take home for that one.
1: Here's a question. So let's say now we've kind of got this under our belt no pun intended, right? And you've taught us what clothes work and what clothes don't. Sometimes my issue is there's always been that rule. Like if you haven't worn it in 10 years, it's time to throw it away. I don't subscribe to that rule because I'm petrified the second I throw something away, maybe that style will come back or what happened to, like you talked before that Dr. Boko was wearing pointy boots. In my closet, I have three pairs of Justin boots from college days that like I just never want to get rid of because what if cowboy boots come back, right? You said earlier you love wearing Docs, right? I'm told Doc Martens are back on trends. What goes on with that? I guess my question is, are we only purging what is always going to look like shit on us or can we save that stuff that I mean, I look at clothes in my closet and I'm like, I've had that, that's older than my 16 year old kid, or I've had that blouse or that dress or something, you know, but it's real quality stuff, right? I know some of the shit you you can sprinkle in and you can mix and match, but if you have some good quality pieces that are
3: forever, we're not throwing that away, are we? Right. So that goes to classics, right? So what is a classic? I mean, if you're talking about trends and listen, when we went through Lori's closet, there were trends in there and they were dated and they were expensive. Listen, a trend is never coming back in the same cut as it did. So a cut of a trend, when it comes back, it's going to be cut to be more modern for that time anyway. So when it comes to trends, definitely I would say get rid of it. But if you have a classic, like something that's classic, it works for your body. I don't care if it's from 20 years ago. If it works for your body, it's classic. I don't care if it's inexpensive. You should keep it. But what I see women, especially in this town, is they keep things just because they have a name brand, mm-hmm. and that doesn't mean it works for you. Listen, I know it hurts. It hurts me too. I don't <laughs> want to throw out my Sarah Weissman boots that I spent eight hundred dollars on, but they're not cool anymore, and I have to do it. You know, and I. But i on my Poshmark and I sell them and somebody else can enjoy them. But it's just part of the course. Like, you know, you know that when you're buying something trendy, don't spend a lot of money on it.
2: Otherwise, it's going to hurt when you have to get rid of it. Right. And that's what you were saying to me. It's like you don't have to have all of your designer shoes because the trend comes and goes so quickly to pick the staples, keep the staples. So, Rach, what I think I'm hearing her say is what should you have done with the wedding dress?
1: You probably should have kept it in the closet because that is a classic. (laughs) Yeah. Just kidding. Just kidding. No, I mean, I think definitely we're going to have to set up some time where you come and take a look at my closet because, and you don't know me that well, but Dr. Bogus certainly does. I am judge and jury of my own unpolished brain. I'm telling you, I have one eye on the podcast and one in my closet (laughs) really now analyzing like, where am I on this fashion scale of do's and don'ts, what I'm wearing correctly, what I could be doing better, what you would come and say, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, I'm sure that looked great on you when you were 18, but we're throwing that in the garbage can now. (laughs) So I would love to invite you over, Jody, and maybe we could have a little party in the closet (laughs) and you can, you can help me. But before we, you know, we can do that, you know, whatever, because I just think it is important as we, we round out, Rounds because I'm an apple. I okay. was just thinking that. <laughs> At least so you're not funny. a tire. There you go. I did, not well, not a big fat tire. I think is what I said. <laughs> we love you out there, men. If you're a we big fat do. tire, but you're smart and you're funny and you're clever, <laughs> call me. Right? I mean, <laughs> I'm fine with big fat. As long as you're smart and funny. Okay. (laughs) But what I was going to ask you though, because again, this does go to confidence and where we are in today's world with social media, I don't want to just pigeonhole the women here or the young girls and teens because it's boys too and men and all of us that social media and the image issues that we face because the world is is in our faces literally at all times. I, I want you to just speak to that because I love when Dr. Boca was describing you how important it is for you to just radiate positivity and that that fashion in and of itself will never go off trend and how important it is that you are trying your best to make sure that that
3: is the number one fashion statement? Absolutely. So, you know, I'm not a big believer in social media in general. I actually don't even let my daughter have it. I think that it's kind of the downfall, right? Of the society where when we were younger, we were able to look at magazines that are, you know, leisure and we would look and okay, you know, now it's, you're inundated, right? It's everywhere. It's every single minute of every single day. So I really thought long and hard about my friends are watching it too at my age. I'm like, gosh, who are they looking at? They're looking at women who are in their 20s or sometimes even in their teens, they're comparing themselves to them. They're trying to dress like them. And none of that is going to give you great self-confidence, right? Because you're looking at people that look absolutely nothing like you. It's something I tell my daughter on a daily basis, never wish. And it's the same thing for us. Like, I wish I looked like Kendall Jenner. I'm never going to look like Kendall Jenner. Je- Kendall Jenner's <laughs> 20 and I'm 45. I'm not looking like Kendall Jenner. <laughs> so i in the near future. So why would someone our age follow Kendall Jenner, right? As a fashion inspiration. I would really suggest finding people out there who are all about body positivity. I follow somebody named Danae Mercer. She's amazing. She sits there and she shows our bodies moving. And you know, I look at her and I'm like, yes, that's what my body looks like. And I look at you know women who dress age appropriate and I get inspiration from them. And I'm like, that's what I look like. I think it's really important to see people and follow people if you're going to fall down this social media hole, because I do feel like it can get very dangerous very quickly, make sure you're following people that look like you and that represent you. You know what I mean? And I think that's so spot
2: on. And I think that's where so much of these society today misses the mark and they're not perceiving themselves in reality. And that's where, Jody, you are so helpful because once you understand your body... You can start following people that have an appreciation or understand their body and embrace all the good and the parts that you think are so bad that aren't bad at all. They're your assets. And to me, that is so fundamental. And if I could give my patients, right, let alone the world that we're talking to right now through the podcast, but if I could give my patients, people who have embraced their body, even if they're not a hundred pounds or they have big boobs or they feel like their stomach could be flatter or what have you, and they found other people who feel good and are inspirational and have learned to accept it, then they would feel more comfortable and confident and more secure in their sense of self. And they wouldn't have to be looking at the all the social media to get you know, unrealistic expectations of what they should be doing 20 years younger than them. So I think it's so brilliant and so important. And I thank you for doing that.
3: Of course, thank you. And, you know, I think that if anyone can maybe even put the hashtag apple shape, hashtag hourglass, you'll end up finding people that you can follow and get inspiration. And then you can also do the hashtag over 40 fashion. You know, you can do like little hashtags and even body positivity. That's a hashtag. And then you'll be able to come up with a bunch of people that you can follow. I think it's so bad for our psyche to see images that are not realistic. And by honing in on all of those hashtags, and you'll be able to really follow the people that really can inspire you, it's game-changing. It's totally, totally game-changing. And it makes aging and appreciating your body so much easier. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I
1: would imagine, Jody too, that you don't discriminate age. You work with women of all ages, correct?
2: Absolutely. All fabulous. teenagers
3: and, up to women in their 70s and
2: 80s. And my daughter started taking some of the lessons when oh, you were yes. here and she just like heard it and it was good because she heard you celebrating. And Susie and I have very different body types and you are helping both of us in the process find and celebrate the parts of us that work and make us feel so good. And my daughter sees that and she's starting to make choices a little bit, you know, she's still young. So, and her body could change but it, she was more aware of, wow, like, just because I don't look like my best friend, I can still dress and be comfortable and confident in my own skin. So,
3: Absolutely. I'm so glad she was there. I'm so glad she heard it. I think that it's really important for every single woman to realize that as much as you might be envying, you know, every woman that walks by you as you're drinking your star about 100 women are envying you for something about your body. And I don't care how heavy you are. I don't care what it is about yourself that you think that is so horrific. Everybody has something about them that somebody else envies and wishes that they had. Everybody has
1: something. I think it's amazing. And you are so positive and you're so full of life and your fashion forwardness is coming through the computer screen. And I hope it's reverberating now into the podcast world. Jody, I can't wait to have an appointment with you. How do our listeners reach you? I know drape your shape, that's your tagline, but how do they reach you directly so that you can drape their shape and help them in their fashion forward fabulousness?
3: You're so cute. So either it's drapeyourshape.com. It's easy. All my stuff is there. Super simple, super easy. And that's it.
1: Yeah. I love it. Hashtag
2: drape your shape. I love it. I love it, Jody. And I knew that this would be such a good surprise breach. And I knew that you guys would get along so well because I think the information that Jody's giving is so awesome and it is so relatable. And Rachel's big thing, she always says, if it's going on in my head or I'm thinking it or I'm experiencing it, other people are as well. So please, listeners, if you guys have questions for Jody, take advantage of asking those questions. I know that some of you may not be in the same state, but she will do consultation via Zoom with you if you need. She can help you with interior design as well because like she said, you know, your house and draping your house and draping your body is one and the same. Rach, like if you're going to have a party with Jody!
1: I want to be there. But and, hello, I- we're matching the curtains in the drapes. <laughs> <laughs> we went there oh, again, God. didn't we? We, we went, went there right. again because we're coming full circle. Not only am I going to have a party, but I cannot wait. And this has been so fabulous. It's been such a wonderful hour. And Jody, thank you for sharing your time with us. And Dr. Bocus, thank you for thinking enough, even of me, to bring her on because you knew it would light me up and put a smile on my face. And it certainly did. And to the listeners out there, whether you're an app or you're a pear or you're a parallelogram or you're an inverted triangle <laughs> or a trapezoid or a big fat tire, right? <laughs> there is something for everyone. And Jody is here to help. And we're going to just shoot for the stars. We're going to have that creative edge. We're going to be positive about our body image, no matter what shape, size, apple, pear, fruit, vegetable, hybrid, whatever, (laughs) whatever produce you fall into, right? There's something for everyone. And Jody, you are now, I always say this too, you were a friend of Dr. Bocas. Now I'd like to say you're a friend of mine. And of course you are a forever friend of our show here on Unpolished Therapy. And we thank you for sharing your Wednesday morning with us.
3: Thank you so much for having me guys. It was so fun. I so appreciate your time. Thanks, guys. And remember, if you have any questions, comments,
1: concerns, you can always find Dr. Boca and myself on social media, Facebook and Instagram at Unpolished Therapy. You can email us at Therapy at gmail.com. Of course, on Twitter, if you want to tell us what <laughs> shape you are. <laughs> it, it can still be a secret because no one we even don't check us. It. I say that every week. We are at unpolishedtherapy. Therapy and today has been so much fun. I can't. I think next week for the podcast, I'm going to get out of pajamas. I'm so inspired, (laughs) and I'm going to try to drape my shape in the Fiji apple that I know that I am (laughs) with Jody's help. Jody, we'll be in touch for sure. Thank you, everyone. Have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful week. We'll meet you next week on the corner of Audacity and Advice, where our wheels and yours get spun upside down.
0: Great sesh, girls. Hey everyone, like what you heard? Then don't miss out on what comes next. Subscribe now and please give the girls a five-star rating. Learn more at www.unpolishedtherapy.com. Find and like them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We'll see you next week when Rachel Silvercone and Dr. Boca ditch the couch, grab the mic, and break down all the wreckage.